Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Luna Stiles, who loves reading, Polly Pockets, and Lego Friends. Mommy and Daddy love you and Oliver loads. Hello to Isla from Charlotte, Vermont, who is five years old and starting kindergarten. Best of luck, Isla. Remember, take a deep breath and smile. And hello to Eva in Sydney, Australia. Happy belated birthday to Grace Drury, who turned 14 on July 25th. Happy belated birthday to Dottie, who turned 7 on July 28th. Happy belated birthday to Evelyn from Fort Worth, Texas, who had a birthday on July 30th. Happy belated birthday to Cora Fay, who had a birthday on July 30th. Happy birthday to Dean from Fort Worth, Texas, who has a birthday on August 1st. Happy birthday to Melody from New Brighton, Minnesota, who is turning 12 on August 3rd. Happy birthday to Charlie Black from Sodus, New York, who is turning 6 on August 4th. Your mommy and daddy wish you a lifetime of happiness and love. Happy birthday to Shania, who is turning five on August 4th. Happy birthday to Gemma, who has a birthday on August 4th. Happy birthday to Fields, who is turning four on August 6th. Happy birthday to River from Vancouver, British Columbia, who is turning four on August 6th. Happy birthday to Rosalind Jackson in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, who is turning five on August 6th and is excited for kindergarten. Happy birthday to Penny from Calgary, Alberta, who is turning eight on August 6th. Mama loves you so much, little cub. And happy birthday to Ayla in Ireland. And hi to your baby brother, Max. You are so loved. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org slash support. Thank you. Slicko has been with Bob for a few months now and has enjoyed learning the tricks he has taught her. But now that she has smelled spring, she wants to leave. Slicko goes out the window and runs to a nearby tree. She is free. No more cage, 
and no more tricks. But there are also no nuts or other food. Slicko is hungry and didn't realize that nuts wouldn't be around until fall. She sees Bob put some nuts out for her and tries to sneak down to get them. But Muffins the cat has other plans. Slicko the Jumping Squirrel, Chapter 11 Slicko had been a tame squirrel for several months. Before that, and for a longer time, she had been born just a little wild squirrel living in the woods and doing as all wild squirrels do. So when she jumped out of the window and ran away, she became, for the time being, just as wild as she ever had been. For a little while, she forgot all the tricks Bob had taught her and she forgot the nice pieces of apples and the nuts he used to give her. Slicko was just the same now as were her brothers or her sister, a little wild animal. She ran over the grass, crouching down low and taking big jumps so no one would see her. Most of all, Slicko wanted to keep out of the way of muffins the big black cat at Bob's house. This cat was not a good friend of Slicko's. Often when the little squirrel was not watching, the cat would come quietly up close to her and look at Slicko with very hungry eyes. Sometimes Bob would see Muffins and drive her away. Muffins wouldn't hurt your squirrel, said Molly who liked the cat very much. Of course she wouldn't, said Sally. Rover, your dog, wouldn't hurt Slicko, so why would our cat? Well, a cat is different from a dog, Bob would say. A cat can't help sneaking up and wanting to jump on anything it sees moving. But a dog only barks and makes a big fuss. He doesn't really do any harm. Of course, I don't mean to say Muffins would intend to do Slicko any harm, but I won't give Muffins a chance. So Bob never let the big cat come near his squirrel, and Slicko was glad of it, for Muffins had very hungry eyes. And now, as Slicko was running away, and Bob was not there to look after her, And when there was no strong wire cage to run and hide in, Slicko was very careful. She looked on both sides of her as she ran along over the grass. Slicko was not going to be caught if she could avoid it. The little squirrel came to a tree and up it she scrambled as fast as she could go. It was the first tree she had climbed since Bob had caught her in the trap, and Slicko was glad to find she had not forgotten how. Her leg that had been pinched in the trap was now as strong as the other ones. Sticking her claws in the bark of the tree, Slicko went up, away to the top. There, exclaimed the little squirrel. If Muffin comes after me, she'll have trouble reaching me. 
cats can climb trees too, almost as well as squirrels can, though not as fast. But a cat does not very often go way up to the top of the tree, as Slicko had done. The little runaway squirrel sat down on a tree branch and looked around her. The tree was just putting out its first green leaves, and the wind was blowing the branches gently to and fro like a swing. Oh, this is lovely, thought Slicko. It is much nicer than my wheel in the cage. I am glad I ran away. I am never going back in the big house again. You see, after all, though wild animals may seem content to be pets, they always want to be free as they were at first. Slicko began to look all over the tree to see if any nuts grew on it. She was not yet old enough to know that there would be no nuts until fall. Nor could she tell that the tree she was in was a pear tree and never grew nuts. There would be no pears either until late in the summer. Slicko was beginning to feel hungry. True, she had eaten her breakfast before running away, but now she felt hungry again. There seemed to be nothing to eat in the tree where she was hiding. It was no fun to be hungry. I must see about getting something to eat, thought Slicko. I'll stay up here a while and then I'll go down and hunt for some nuts or bits of apple. Oh, I will have a fine time and I won't have to jump through paper hoops or do any tricks. Pretty soon, Slicko, who sat on a limb of the tree where she could look at the window of the room where she used to live, heard the voice of Bob. I say, cried Bob, have any of you seen Slicko? She was in her cage a little while ago, said Molly. Isn't she there now? No, and her cage is open, and so is the window of the room, went on Bob. I'm afraid she has run away, or else Muffins has caught her. Oh, that's not very nice to say such a thing, cried Sally. Muffins wouldn't take Slicko. More likely it's Rover. Rover wouldn't either, said Bob. I wonder where Slicko can be. Here, Slicko, Slicko, he called. Come and get some nuts. Come and get some sugar. Slicko up in the tree heard Bob, but though she was very hungry, she would not go down and get in his pocket as she used to do. Slicko made up her little squirrel mind that as long as she had run away, she would not go back soon. I want to have a little fun, she said to herself. Bob called and called again. He looked all over for Slicko, even up in the trees. But Slicko managed to hide behind a leafy branch, and Bob could not see her. Bob even called Rover, thinking the dog might be able to help him find the lost squirrel. From her perch in the tree, Slicko saw Bob and Rover running around. The dog barked, woof, woof, woof as if he were calling Slicko to come down. But the little squirrel was not yet ready. I know what I'll do, said Bob. 
I'll get some nuts and put them where Slicko can see them, close by the open window. I'll set her cage there, too, on a chair in the room. Maybe she's lost and can't find her way home. But perhaps she can smell the nuts. And when she comes for them, she'll see her cage and be glad to go back in it. Oh, yes, do that, said Molly. Once when my canary bird flew away, I hung the cage on a tree outside and left the door open. And pretty soon, it flew back into it. Well, I hope Slicko comes back to her cage, said Bob. But Slicko had no plans to come back so soon. In a little while, Bob had put some nuts on the ground outside the window. And near them, on a chair inside the room, he put the squirrel's cage. Now I'll hide and watch to see if Slicko comes back, said Bob. But Slicko did not want to be seen, so she stayed up in the tree. She was more hungry than ever, but she would not go down and get the nuts. After a while, Bob got tired of hiding and waiting. I'll just go off and play ball, he said to his sisters. When I come back, maybe Slicko will be in her cage. Slicko waited until Bob had gone. The little squirrel looked down, and seeing Molly and Sally off on the front porch playing with their dolls, she thought it would be safe to go down and get a few nuts. Very carefully, Slicko climbed down the tree. Stopping now and then to make sure there was no danger, she reached the pile of nuts. She ate some, and oh, how good they tasted. Then, all at once, Slicko heard something coming softly through the grass behind her. It was so soft that it sounded only like the wind blowing, but Slicko knew that it was not the wind. Slicko turned quickly, just in time to see Muffins the cat make a spring for her. Oh my, cried Slicko and turned quickly. The little squirrel made a mad dash for the pear tree. She had a nut in her paws, but she dropped it while running. Wow, snarled Muffins, the big black cat. She gave a spring, sticking out her claws and trying to catch Slicko, but she was just too late. Slicko reached the tree, and up it she went almost to the very tip top. Muffins followed and ran up the tree trunk a little way, but she did not go as far as Slicko had gone. My, that time she almost caught me, thought Slicko, her little heart beating very fast. I must be more careful after this. And, oh, those nuts were so good. But I won't dare go down after them again until it's dark, when Muffin can't see me. Slicko stayed in the tree all the rest of that day. She could see the pile of nuts on the ground, but though she was very, very hungry... She did not dare go down to get any for fear of muffins. Slicko saw Bob come and look at the nuts. The boy cried out. Oh, my squirrel has been here. Some of the nuts are gone. Slicko is somewhere around here. But though Bob looked in all the trees around the house, he could not find Slicko. Slicko saw Bob, though. 
The little squirrel stayed in the tree all that night, but she did not have a very good time. It was cold and it rained, and there was no hole and no nest into which she could crawl to keep warm. She just had to shiver, and she was more hungry than ever, too. Oh dear, running away isn't as much fun as I thought it would be, said Slicko. Tomorrow, when Bob puts out the nuts again and leaves the cage open, I'm going to run back into it. I have had enough of living like this. I would rather do tricks, such as jumping through paper hoops than be cold and hungry. But the next day, Bob went away and did not put out any nuts for his little squirrel. And those he had put out were carried away by the mice. So Slicko got very few of them to eat and she was quite hungry. She managed to find a few old acorns in the woods, but they were not as good as the nuts, apples and sugar Bob and his sisters used to feed her. And as the window of the room was not open and as the cage was not put out, Slicko could not run back home again. Isn't Bob going to try and catch his squirrel? asked Molly to Sally on the second day. No, I heard him say he guessed she was gone for good, said Sally. Well, I haven't. I'm here yet, and I'm coming back to my cage. That is when I see it, Slicko said to herself. That afternoon, Slicko, perched in the top of her tree, saw one of the attic windows of Bob's house open. Huh, exclaimed the little squirrel. I can jump in there from my tree. I can do it. Slicko scrambled up to the highest branch. From there, she could easily jump in through the attic window, and this she did. She looked around, and she was glad when she saw some butternuts on the floor of the attic. Slicko soon gnawed a hole in one and ate out the sweet meat. Then she felt much better. It was nice and warm in the attic, and there was a pile of old clothes there. On these, Slicko lay down and went to sleep. When Slicko awoke, it was all dark. She had slept until it was night. She sat up on her hind legs and listened. She could hear nothing. The house was very quiet. Slicko looked at the window by which she had entered. It was tightly shut now. All of a sudden, Slicko felt thirsty. She knew there was no water up in the attic, but there was plenty downstairs in the kitchen. Bob always left a pan full there on the floor for his pet. I'll go downstairs and get a drink in the kitchen, said Slicko to herself. Squirrels can see in the dark, almost as well as can owls, as I told you before. So soon Slicko was making her way safely down the front stairs. As she got to the kitchen, she saw a light burning low. And by this light, Slicko could see a man with a piece of black cloth over his face, taking knives and forks and spoons from a table and putting them in his pocket. Slicko, of course, did not know that the things were knives and forks and spoons. She only knew they were the things that Bob and his sisters and father and mother ate with. And when she saw the man putting them into his pocket, 
Slicko thought they might be something good for her to eat. That must be Bob's papa, thought Slicko. Well, I'll give him a surprise. I will run up his leg and go into his pocket. Then he will know I am home again. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. Still, I couldn't.